Base Life Podcast, episode number four. In this podcast, Ben joins us in the studio, and we talk to Tom Grayson of Safish. Three, two, one, see ya. You're listening to Base Life Podcast with your hosts, Randy and Brian. How's it going, Ben? It's going good, man. Nice. It's feel like I haven't good. seen you in a little bit. I know. It's been uh, it's been a, a solid two weeks, I'd say. Yeah. Has it been two weeks since I've seen you guys? I think so. Because we haven't seen you since we started the paragliding course. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been at least two weeks. Damn, dude. You went to Booty Fest, huh? Yeah. It was good. Jen got us a sleeper train to go there. Uh, that was pretty cool. Never, I've never done a sleeper train before, yeah. and I've never been to Budapest before, and we both de- kind of decided that the sleeper train was the coolest part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, dude, because it's your gas. It's your hotel for the night that you would have flown there if you wanted to fly there and wake up in the morning, and all of your European socialist road tolls. All out, of, all gone. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it was like 100 bucks for each of us huh. to go. Yeah, that's hotel right there, not including gas and yeah, like rocks you to sleep. There, like, yeah, it's totally, it's awesome. I don't know if you guys have ever done one. Uh, I can't remember mm, one. Not a true sleeper where you could like sleep in. About taking some overnight trains. Yeah, you can do other stuff in there too. Oh, forgot to lock the door, and some lady walked in. Whoopsies! It was hilarious. I, just, I immediately not a, not a private sleeper then. <laughs> no, I mean like we each had a bed in there. Mm-hmm. But were there only two beds in the cabin? We were using the bottom bed as a as a co ed bed. And uh we were we were wrestling, I was winning, and then this lady walks in and I just immediately I was like no one on this train has spoken English to us so far. Mm-hmm. So it like my reaction instead of being like, uh no, like occupied or whatever, it was just to go, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> this lady was like, oh, I turned around and walked out. <laughs> like that lady. In Shudagun, in Shudagun. She saw some balls for sure. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. So, what about Budapest? It's cool, man. It's cool. We walked around. I mean, we basically just walked around and drank a lot of mulled wine and. Got shots of palinka as soon as we'd start to feel cold. There are little stands and stuff out everywhere selling palinka. Um, ate a bunch of goulash, which I guess is uniquely Hungarian. And then we got, uh, I got bone marrow that comes in a cow femur mm-hmm. with the cow femur kind of sawed in half. Scoop just it out with a spoon. It out. Oh, dude, it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a good hearty meal there, you know. Um, and it's supposed to be really good for you. Yeah. Oh, what else was cool there? I think that they have like a really big stadium there. There's some been, been like huge concerts there. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was hearing every language I could think of yeah. walking around there: Russian, Spanish, Italian, French, German, English, and like everything, every accent of English I could think of. Um. But yeah, it's a cool town. Everything's relatively cheap, especially compared to here. I mean, awesome meal. It's like 25 bucks for the both of us. Nice. So, yeah, no complaints. Very Sleeper cool. trained in, got up, got there Friday morning because it was a four-day. 
after Friday morning uh, at 9.30, they bring you coffee and breakfast on the sleeper train at like 7.45, and then walk around from 9.30 in the morning till probably 10.30 at night, and then went back to our room, and Jen just passed out immediately, mm. and then woke up and wanted to go out. But you mean after 13 hours of walking? <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> and getting What's in a... A tickle fight on the uh, on the sleeper train. Thirteen hours of walking for Jen is like a day when all she did was have a long warm up and mm. never worked out. Yeah. That's the way mm. she looks at that kind of stuff. T can walk me under the table. Like when we were in, in uh, uh, Prague, Prague is where we we walked so much. Like, oh, we've done it everywhere: Prague, Venice, uh, Paris, you name it. I mean, it's, we do a lot of walking when she's over here. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah, she gets here uh, Thursday. Oh, yeah, T Bone. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna need some uh, somewhere to be. For about, <laughs> oh, dude, I got some earplugs right here in my pocket. For about you seven and a half them. minutes, <laughs> I'll give him like three. Three goes. Yeah, you're being you're being, <laughs> you're being generous. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like three three tries. You're being super generous, Brian. Seven and a half minutes. So should we call Tom? Should we call Tom? All right. Why don't we call Tom? Let's call Tom. Oh, Yo, not all right. Quite. Who's who's there? Is Ben there? Yeah, yeah. Hey, so I sorry. Am. In the room here, we got in the room. We got Ben. Me, ben, but I have not seen you in. Far too long, dude. It's been a long time. I was actually telling Randy, I was like, I got a story with Tom that I wonder if he would remember. Do you remember being on that train with Jewbag and that old lady asking us if she would, if we would take her grandsons to the exit point? And you and Jewbag were like, "Fuck no!" Oh yeah, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. that was a weird one. Yeah, I was like, that, hey. that was the year, though, man. That was. Yeah, it was a good time. Where was this? Uh, it was in the valley, man. Yeah. I think that was like 2010. Yeah, 2000. going to, yeah. going to high nose, hiking down to high nose. Nice. And uh, she just wanted you to take their kids for a hike. Yeah, it's like old lady on the train is like, hey, uh, how old were these kids? <laughs> I, do you remember Tom? I, I, my memory tells me like ten and eight. Uh yeah, I remember this like weird group like just following us down the trail and everything, and like we. We're like, oh, they're shit. They're still behind us. And then I remember getting up to High Nose, and dude, they were just like gazelles right behind us the whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah. no big deal. I was it, worried. It was the weirdest, creepiest. Like, what? At least and, it was a pretty but, hike, not like going to dumpster or something. You know? <laughs> no. Yeah. Hey, look, um, water heaters everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall to the left. That was the uh, that was the trip I got to chase you and Jewbag off of uh, Via Ferrata on my speedwing too. Yes, you guys dude, I too, got man. that. Jewbag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, nice. So many good times that year. That was that was a game changer for for a lot of people and a lot of things in base jumping. This was 2010. Yeah, yeah that would have been 2010. Dude, that, was, that, was, that was that was quite a year. That was that was the year I was born as a base jumper. Yeah, we were out. That was like I remember, like one particular group up to Kondersteg was like, oh, dude, shit. there was like Scotty Bob people. and all the military boys were there. Um, John Weldon, uh, dude, Jewbag, everybody. I remember hiking with 
with Dukes that trip, and we were looking at each other like, damn, these, these 20-year-olds are killing us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. I, I went straight from uh, Twin Falls to chucking myself off buildings in Honolulu. Oh, man. I didn't make it to, Another... I didn't make it to Swiss until uh, 2012. And now look at you, man. <laughs> now look at you. Yeah, I should have a lot more to show for <laughs> for as much time as I spend over here. <laughs> hey, so Weekend, should I. Weekend Warriors. Speaking of which, when was the last time you were out here? Yeah, was that 14? Ooh, you, you guys ready for this? Yeah. Yeah, it was like 2013. 13. Yeah, 13 and yeah. 14 get blurred together because we drank that a lot. Was... But... Then it was the yeah. fall of thirteen. Mm-hmm. No, I think it may have been fourteen. Well, because you you can 13. you came back after KL one of those times. No, you know what? Because like I did the Safish two thousand thirteen video, mm. and that was the last year. Yeah, because yeah, I had just started jumping, mm-hmm. and literally just got the booger snot video. Yeah, that was a good one. When I had snot rockets, yep, just flying out of my face. And then I felt all poopy, and uh, you stopped by the uh, upstairs uh, packing area up above the upstairs bar and hooked me up with a a Safish t-shirt. Yeah, and a hat. And I was like, oh, so exciting. Love at first sight. (laughs) Were you poopy Uh because I wanted that screen grab so bad? Who knows? Maybe I was just... Tracking like a fridge as normal. Yeah, yeah. Well, that nothing's changed there yeah. for either of us. But you yeah. were just poopy well, because if you guys ever want to have a refrigerator tracking jump, you know, dude, mm-hmm. I'm all in. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> all right. Well, Brian and I just signed up for uh, like 15 hours of tunnel time in Munich uh, over oh, the course man. of uh, are, five months, are, three hours a month. Be all tunnel ratty, upside downy, and yeah. stuff. Well, if you look at you look at some of the top. Top uh, trackers and wingsuit flyers—they're all tunnel nerds. So we're like, screw it. Like, why, why fight it? And let's just. Dude, thanks for cutting me in on that. Dang it! Every time thing. Ben's like, "Oh, thanks for inviting us." Like, dang it! It's cool. Me and my wife skydive too. But don't worry, man. I don't get the invites either. Yeah, I know. I live like right down the road, but I guess I'll just go fuck myself. Damn, damn. <laughs> Damned if a 16-hour plane flight doesn't kind of separate you from your friends. Yeah, yeah, Tom, you've got a good excuse. Uh, been, been here, we're just inconsiderate, clearly. That's right. Oh, right. ouch. Ben, that kind of hurt, bro. It's cool, man. One, one three day a week, oh, month. I can't believe they said, they said that with you in the room. I didn't even but know this was happening. I was we like, can only oh, get them really? to come over when we tell them we're recording. Bullshit. Oh. When's, the last, when's the last time you were here when we weren't? Anytime you guys ask me to. <laughs> I had to cut out a dinner last week because we got out of work at like 6.30 and they were already eating, but that wasn't my fault. Hey, yeah. um, so Tom, yeah. Tom, yeah, Tom. All right. So the last time you were in the Valley was 20, goddamn 13. Any, any plans ago. to come back? Cause we all miss I, you, man. I've always got plans to come back, but it's just been like this amazing ride since, 2012 2013 since mm-hmm. the whole safest thing started picking up it's always just you know the intentions are there but the time just doesn't man nice doesn't doesn't fit, but um let's see 
2018, you know, next year is going to be a very interesting year. Yeah, and I'm pretty down. sure that there's going to be a, a quick trip over to hang out with you guys. You know? All right, I'll Rather clear my schedule. To see you guys at KL or anything like that. Yeah, Tom, you want to give uh, for people who may not know your backstory. You want to give people a, a brief rundown on on Safefish and and just yourself and where you came from and where you're going. Um, yeah, dude. It's I think I started skydiving in 2006 and did the usual progression of just you know few hundred jumps and then next thing you know you get in a wingsuit and you play around and at that time we were flying you know slightly less performance suits you know down to like <laughs> slightly <laughs> yeah wow, you man, see stuff from 2010 and it looks so old <laughs> yeah we're, we're doing first flight courses for people and then it's like next thing you know boom here's your here's your freak too and it's like oh my god you know people are just uh progressing so fast but you know, I did that that usual, you know, through that, started base jumping at about 200 and, 250 jumps or so. First jump was off a big, beautiful green structure here in Northern California. Um, nice. And then, man, just that whole thing just bit me. Next thing you know, I'm over in the valley with uh, Charlie Kernlingus, Walden Grendel, and that was our first year, three weeks over there, and seeing... Europe was mind blowing. And at the time I was working as an electrician in an oil refinery here in Northern California. And I don't know, man, you, when you only get like two or three weeks of vacation a year and you get over there and you spend it all in Europe, you start trying to figure out the different avenues and how to make your fun, your life. So 2011, I started safe fish clothing to um, figure a different route and everybody now is like trying to start these clothing brands and things like that but you know at the time I saw it as a as an escape and the whole name safe fish just kind of applied to not only base jumping and skydiving but the other backgrounds that that I came from uh, from like motocross and skate BMX things like that and there was something that was just going to try and bond everybody together as a community. And I took a chance, took my whole life savings and said, peace out to the oil refineries and started the company. Next thing you know, you know, I'm over there uh, in Europe. Let's see, the first year that we blew it all out was at the Prime. Dukes was there. And yeah, I was, that's when we that, first met. You showed yeah, up the, with a truckload of T-shirts. We came and, out. We yeah. came out strong. Yeah, we uh, because we we were chatting before the shirts actually got there, and I was like, "Man, this guy's really cool." And then, like the next oh, day, you're man. like, "Yo, you want a shirt?" <laughs> it, it was so random. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Tyler and I went up there to just kind of have a good trip and kind of introduce the world to what I had come up with and how we were gonna, you know, go forward marketing and stuff in the future and. Uh, you know, we did a lot of work with Dukes. It was like one of the one of the most humbling things ever because I had known Dukes uh, for just a, a couple of years. And, you know, that, that year in, uh, what was it we were talking about? It was 2010 or 11 was when I really met Dukes. And it was just like, cool, cool. You know, the man writing books and things like that has a staple in our community. Randomly is like, hey, dude, Tom, what's this shirt? I'm like, well. I'm starting a company. I'm bailing on work. 
And he's like, dude, people ask me to rock their shit all the time. And, uh, you know, tell them, you know, F off. I'm going to rock this. And just nice. for that was a humbling experience. And Dukes took that ball and really ran with us. And we've been building since. I'd yeah. say been kind of a cool ride. Well, hit. What do you think? Yeah. Fuck yeah. So yeah. Along the way. That's that. That's how the company came to be. And you know, in between, we've been truly humbled by some amazing athletes that have been, you know, with us from day one. And they've either stuck with us or found better things, which we're totally proud to have that happen. You know, if we're a stepping stone for people building, it's like have at it, man all we can ever say is thank you to the people that back us and you know but it's been great so has yeah. uh safish where all of you guys uh kind of spread out in what other kind of sports have you spread into well it's been very well known throughout the skydiving and base jumping community but um my background before i started uh skydiving was all uh street bikes so not only I've never really been a track guy, but on the streets, you know, freeway wheelies with the, the CHP and things like that, not liking mm-hmm. us. Um, it's, it's a big community here in California. So we sponsored an event this year with SBF and, you know, we're really getting back to what my roots were is, you know, in motorsports and, you know, two wheel activities. So that, but, you know, we cross all the lines, you know, you look at our, at our Facebook page and, what the the hashtag safest life where people tag their own photos and their own adventures and tell us about, you know, what they're doing. It's everything from skateboarding, surfing. Um, we've got one amazing lady out there, uh, P Strickland. Yeah. Penelope. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's paddling from Island Island on a, on a stand up paddleboard crushing world champion. In fact, crushing guys times she's sweat. She's sweating making all the guys sweat so wow. it's just a there is no boundary yeah, so you, you've sponsored there's, there's uh, no sport you've got uh seen some mma fighters rock your stuff and uh, yeah sort, we you know. had in the early days uh we haven't we've kind of stepped away from that a little bit but um we had an amazing fighter that was uh she was muay thai and we did a couple of events up in reno um, sponsoring fight nights and things like that and just jumping over and it's made sense to every single market that we've that we've come across so um, our prospects of growing have been huge and all it does is just keep growing and yeah. 2018 is just going to be what we think is going to be ridiculous and it's looking good so far sweet so i don't know if you've heard but uh Randy and I are getting into extreme paragliding. So, if you want Safish to expand oh. into the paragliding extreme world, pa- paragliding extreme? market, can we say extreme a whole bunch of times? Like <laughs> we can say it as win. many times as we want. Yeah, extreme Mountain Dew won't leave us alone. In fact, it's, yeah. it's oh getting kind God. of annoying. Yeah, man, what are we? What are we gonna do with you guys? Man? <laughs> I mean, it's it's paragliding. It's... Well, would you, I have seen the the amount of. Uh, support that uh, has come from the valley from the whole VBG family. Uh, it's yeah, uh, man. heartwarming to say the least. You know, considering you know where uh, 
where I got a lot of support and inspiration from, from people back in the days, you know, Dan Vickery and whatnot. You know, it's just, it's absolutely nothing but love that comes from you guys over, over there in Switzerland. Yep. It's not going to change either. Yeah. It's a lovely yeah, spot. Well, new, we're all, we're all growing. So it's going to be big support on both sides, guys. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you remember us chatting, uh, God, this was probably 2014 ish. I was messaging you cause like I wanted to do something with bass life. I had no idea what we were really doing. Like I, I knew I, I didn't really want to do like clothes. We're like, we're like, oh, I'll probably there. make some shirts or something. I don't know. Just, but yeah, um, know, what are are we still gonna pick that up? Or what? yeah, so well, you're you're part of it right now. Like we're we uh, we're branching out into the Base Life podcast. Uh, Love it. Yeah, and so we're just chatting with various people from the Sky community and and uh, trying to share the beautiful pieces of of their lives and our interactions with them and uh, well, sort if there's of anybody that's gonna be able to round up the. The people that others might need to hear from, it's going to be you guys. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And I found yeah. that the, the podcast format has really given us a an opportunity, you know, like instead of sitting in front of the Horner at the, you know, the little tables outside where everybody's kind of bullshitting. And, uh, Which is where what? a lot of the good stories come from, right? A lot of are the there, stories there, that won't make the podcast come from. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are there are there lies told at the Horner? There's never <laughs> any lies. Exaggerated. But are, what's great about the podcast is there's no phones. It's straight just discussion one on one with mm-hmm. with people, where we get to you know dig into where people come from, and you know people get to tell their stories without you know beer interruptions and random people walking phones up and f- yeah no phones. Kentucky so. buses rolling up. Right, yeah. <laughs> all those distractions. And so yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to get a lot of those people's stories out there. Yeah, and it, and it's more than just the typical base jumping stuff, like the oh, I was mowing the grass with my wingsuit, or like oh, somebody's dead, you know, like which is the only thing that the media really you know gravitates to. So we're just trying yeah. to like share all the well, other beautiful been, there's stuff. There's been you know? so much of that in the past, like uh, you know, the recent years. Yeah, you know, it's. We've had we've had high times and some really 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 low times, but yeah, we're still here. Yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah. you know, with uh, to have to have the beautiful stuff, you got to deal with some of the dark stuff too. But yeah, yeah. Well, you touched on those conversations at the at the Horner. You know, some of the most valuable information that you know I've received as a jumper or anything in the community were those times sitting in front of the Horner or down at the internet cafe having lunch yeah just sitting there not necessarily talking about jumping but Mm -hmm. talking about you know what are you gonna do after jumping you know yeah let's talk about the the base jumper retirement home yes and how crazy we're gonna get when we're all like running around with canes and saying get off my lawn at the right we we better pick somewhere retirement home right somewhere cooler than florida like Nothing against anyone in Florida, but I don't want know. to go to go to God's waiting room. Right, <laughs> we're all going to retire somewhere else. Yeah, we're, we're working on like some kind of property deals in uh, in Switzerland or somewhere. Okay. Just, uh, well, if we all just let Jenny know that we're going to, uh, you know, take over the Falcon, take just over the permanently hotel, take yeah. over the Falcon. Yep, <laughs> we're all just financially planning to take it over. <laughs> Oof, I'm, better save all my pennies right <laughs> i want to ski into my back door hell yeah 
nice. You know, it's uh, funny. I was thinking about KL fifteen uh, the other day when when uh, after you agreed to you know talk with us, and uh, it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the first time I've ever let fish eat my feet. You know, with another dude's feet like ten inches it, away it from mine. That's like a big thing. You know, everybody mm-hmm. goes KL. One of the first things they're like, what? The fish are going to eat our feet. Yep, let's yeah. go. Yeah, you, me, and then we then we got our our toes did. <laughs> Dude, that was that was I think uh when Aaron was like, I'm paying boys. Yep. That was that was the first time I got a pedicure and dude, I've had uh the Ross toes. I'm a Ross Tofarian for a while, so <laughs> yeah. everybody listening to this man, you don't know what uh what life is all about until you get your feet fixed and you got yeah. an awesome pedicure. It's yeah, like yeah. walking on clouds. Your little little minnows just nibbling at your feet for about twenty minutes and then you get a, a, when they a bring Asian lady the, to just scrub on your feet and when she brings out the, like giant razor blade like hacksaw Jim Duggan just God starts hacking chunks of callus off your do foot. I, do I need all that stuff? You yeah. know, are you sure? You're waiting right. for her to hit like blood and watch you bleed out yeah, on the floor. Yeah. Uh, at that one time fun. Yeah. That was a fun KL year, you know. If good, anybody yeah. was gonna bring back the fanny pack. Right, <laughs> it's never, it never went away, my friend. Bro, you know my zipper yep. broke like ten minutes after we that dude walked away with our money. Like, <sighs> mine's still good. What yeah. you mean that? You mean that North Face uh, fanny pack wasn't real? <laughs> North Face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I ended but, up buying a Dekine yeah, one when we got back to Hawaii because I couldn't deal with that zipper being broken. <laughs> Brian, you brought you brought back the fanny pack, and it's been, you know. It's, they get sought after every year. Yeah, because they're awesome. Yeah, I bought I bought one uh, one last year. It was a knockoff, like an Alpine Star, and oh man, everything the buckle broke. Everything this, that oh. it turned into the most useless camera bag ever, <laughs> and so gone. You know, not everybody has the the luck with the. The stuff like you do. Mm, yeah. Well, you just got to find the high quality stuff. But are you going to, are, were you in KL this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice. That's like been the event that I just can't not go to. It's, you know, you get to see so many people from around the planet that you don't get to see yeah. all the time. Like, even if I were to have been like a regular annual trip back to Switzerland. You know, you don't always see some of the Aussies. You don't see, you know, a couple of the really fun Russians and the Canadians. You don't, it's... It's the gathering. Kale has become, it's a gathering. And this year, Gary had us, uh, he wanted us all to go do Cebu. Mm-hmm. And up till this point, I had never done Cebu. I always just, like, showed up straight to Kuala Lumpur. And, oh, my God, like, whoever is going to attend KL next year, uh, Cebu is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we uh, Sean Chuma got a got a scooter. Aziz got him a scooter down there, and no shame, man. Did you guys Vesperado. Sean, thanks for the ride. We we went for a ride across the river. I was riding riding on the back. It was so much fun. And then the next day, Aziz got me one, and we mobbed. We mobbed like two nice. miles out. Vesperados the, right. the went rolling Vesperados. through Cebu. Yeah, we we mobbed in uh, Greece this year with Chuma. He was all about that. It's, My, it's yeah. the scooter life. It's coming mm-hmm. up. 
My brother calls uh, Chuma the our base jumping uh, unicorn. He's like, whenever. What am I not talking to this? There, you, the right go. there you go. You gotta make love. To turn it. it. Turn it to your face. Weird, because I'm I'm used to having there like phallic black things thrust at my face, and yeah. I'm normally good with it. You should but be good with that. Uh, <laughs> what? What? Huh? What did I say? Um, it, my brother Andrew calls Chuma the, the, our, our base jumping unicorn. He's like, whenever Chuma's around, man, like I feel like I can't get hurt, and. And th- he was saying this in like 2005 right now. before, <laughs> Dude, before like yet. unicorns. <laughs> He's like, whenever Chuma's around, I feel like I just can't get hurt. And then also stuff that would normally look really gay, I'm just cool with it. <laughs> when you're telling the scooter story, I was like, holy shit, he has that mm-hmm. effect on everybody. <laughs> some people just have some really good vibes, man. Yeah, no, he's definitely one of those people. Yeah, we have some fun. Like this year was, I had never never done any like you know head down stuff off of kl and oh, legit shit. me and sean were just like okay dude let's do it and i hadn't been peeking on a base jump like that in like so long and just <laughs> sitting there you know face to face with chuma and you're upside down and you're like oh dude this is pretty sick oh i oh, i need a parachute and uh, <laughs> but man just good vibes all around on that last trip down to uh to KL and Cebu, there was a really, really good group of people. Like, yeah, an amazing cast got assembled this year, minus uh, two individuals that I'm talking to right now that I haven't <laughs> seen in a while. Yeah, and, and me, and, of course. And, and Ben, where have you been, man? You, uh... Dude, I was I was coming back here every year for a couple of weeks, uh, whenever I could get it off. Um, Still, uh, I'm still within the confines of working, um, for the government. So I got, I got 4.8 years left of that. And then working uh, for the man, working for the man. So, um, yeah, but I've been coming over here as much as I can. And then, and then, uh, I mean, I've been living here in Germany now for two years, for two years. So I've been jumping as much as I can out here and speed Um, flying. Yeah, I got married in... Uh, I saw that, man. Some people uh, say, like, sometimes life gets in the way. Well, sometimes wife gets in the way. Oh, God. <laughs> she, she, she's not listening to this right now. You're nah, nah. She will. She knows I'm joking. She actually she started speed flying with me uh, and paragliding. And um, if I go jump off something, she'll bring her speed wing up. And I'll go to the exit point, and she'll hike up 500 feet above me and launch off and once i see she's okay i'll go jump so it's it's worked out pretty well man that's a pretty rad relationship yeah she's a rad chick for sure um but uh yeah dude i I would i would love to go to kl um i don't know exactly how you get into that event i guess i could not be a lazy ass and try and work towards it but it's the same way you get into greece and fill out, you fill actually, out the application. And you actually apply, my friend. <laughs> and, and all those other events that you gave us crap about this year for not not inviting you to. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't give you guys shit about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gave so, us. You gave us grief about ben, Greece and yo. Ben, let me ask you a question, man. How what's it uh, what's it like for you having a a, a wife that's kind of in the sport? It's it's uh, doing this stuff nerve-wracking yeah, it's f-wording terrifying dude it's uh yeah yeah i love it um because it's something we get to share and she genuinely likes it i've really made it a point to not push her towards anything 
Um, I, I kind of pushed her towards paragliding because I was like, you know, as long as the weather's good, we can keep that really docile. Um, but she naturally gravitor- gravitated towards uh, flying a speed wing, which she still does very, very, uh, you know, she's very reserved. Uh, but then she started jumping on her own and I mean, she's, but it, it's, yeah, it's totally terrifying. Um, I always end up being the dick husband who's like, don't do that, you know, or I, I always forget my GoPros on and I'll think she's going to overshoot a landing or undershoot a landing or stall her wing out at 10 feet or something. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, like saying all this stuff on the GoPro and we watch it later. And I'm, I'm just talking to myself, you know, I'm just thinking out loud and we're watching it. And I'm like, I'm like, Jen, don't do that. And she's, she's that, like, you dick. Being, <laughs> being kind of a mentor towards your, your significant other is, I don't want to say, uh, damn near impossible. Yeah. It's, you know, it's rough, but I'm glad we have like a lot of friends that will step up and, you know, have, you know, great information and have the experience to, to assist in our friends. Like, um, I mean, my girlfriend jumps, she has just under a hundred base jumps right now. And, you know, we go out and sometimes I'm not the most, uh, patient mentor just because it's like, Oh, babe, do this why did you do this and it's like well you know whatever you know but if somebody else says the same thing it's like oh okay and it's like and yeah standing back there yeah it's like what but you know everybody needs to learn from somebody else and from your significant other is a rough one because half the time we're just so vested in that person it's like you're more you're so worried about their safety i can't even imagine how people with kids feel I've watched my wife do, I've watched my wife get blown over the back of, you know, an object while she's dune soaring. And I know it's just more dunes on the back and I know it's sand, but she's 30 (laughs) or 40 feet up in the air. And I am literally like, it sounds like I'm angry, you know, because she's in half breaks trying to penetrate. And I'm like screaming as I'm flying back and forth in front of her. I'm like screaming out of people on the beach are probably like this dick. I'm like, fucking let your brakes off. But it's cause I'm just so terrified <laughs> that she's going to yeah. go into the, there's, there's stress the there. It's freeway, not, yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm going to watch my wife die. I'm going to watch my wife die. But in reality, I'm just yeah. going to maybe watch her break her leg. Yeah. Which, we try not to be emotional, but there's still emotion attached oh, to I do all that oh. yeah. every time. If it's, it's, I'm the worst. It doesn't matter if it's surfing or skiing or snowboarding, you pay for the lesson. Yeah, Send right. that person with somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, oh, it's funny you man. say that, Tom, because uh, I have that. How you were saying that, uh, you know, you got to let it come from someone else, or you know, come from a friend or someone you, someone else you know. And uh, I've, I have literally <laughs> on on a Saturday told my wife, "You should do this with a paraglider. It'll keep you safer. You'll have more fun." And she's like, "Yeah, whatever." I, you know. Yeah. And then uh, on Sunday morning, gone over to my buddy James McDonald and been like, you go over and tell Jen to do this. And she goes over and he goes over like, hey, Jen, I was thinking, you know, if you were to do this. And she literally sits down at the dinner table with me me that evening. And she's like, you know what I learned about paragliders today? Did you know this? (laughs) I'm I'm just like, what did you learn? She's like, James told me if I do this, this will happen. You don't say. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. So, but whatever. As long as she's safe, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah Brian. I've, I've, I got some friends in the drop zone that uh, his girlfriend 
Uh, he's he's a really good base jumper. I would trust everything he has to say, but like his girlfriend's getting into it probably in the springtime, and you know it's like she's gonna go up and take a, a course from Sean, and it's yeah that's awesome. You know when you decide that you need information, we're all here for you. But you know go yeah. He's yeah, going to tell yeah. you a lot of the same stuff that we may tell you, but, you know, with a whole lot more experience. And go for it. Learn. It doesn't matter where where you actually learn from. Well, it kind of does, you know. Some people are a little sketchier than others, but yeah, it's yeah. good to see our friends, like, learning from the people that have the good information. For sure. Like, if I had it to do all over again, I would, I would for sure have taken an FJC, and uh, I would have sent T on a – similar and separate path. Um, we've got footage of me like dry heaving at yellow ocean after we put T off, like for one of her first like terminal cliffs and just like God, not, dude. not hung over or anything. I was just, just straight, like all nerves and just like, I but, can uh, only imagine, man. I yeah. can do it. Well, and she had a, she, she has a flick and so that it has a label on the front of it, you know, the, the, like the logo it, and it's about the same size as a, uh, a close, like a tail pocket. And I see the Flick logo on the front, and I think I thought for a second she had a one eighty. One eighty. And I, yeah, oof, not not a good feeling. Uh, I couldn't <laughs> do it. I told I forbade yeah, my wife. I said, "Listen, we're married now. You're my property. You're not base jumping." <laughs> <laughs> How's that go over every time you say that? I love saying it in public, man. It's awesome. Um, I'm looking for a good that. hashtag for that. <laughs> like, she hashtag just. Marital property, that, right. that, that's not going to work, guys. She she broke her nose uh, in college. She was she was a wrestler in college, if you can buy that. I believe it. Um, I believe it. <laughs> and then uh, she broke it again surfing with my brother. Uh, my brother didn't have a, a leash on a stand-up paddleboard, surf paddleboard, which you know is like, what, five times heavier than a normal surfboard. And it came off and... Uh, Suffice to say, it hit Jen in the face and broke her nose. <laughs> yeah, it came at her like the uh, the scene out of Austin Powers where the steamrollers coming at the dude, you know, like in the white water from like a hundred feet away. She'll deny this to the end of her I uh, should days. Move. Yeah, it's, it's like no. when it, after it hit her and like ripped her nose apart, I, I went over and I I couldn't help myself. I was like, babe, why didn't you put your arm in front of your face? And she's like. <laughs> I thought he had a leash. I'm like, you thought he had a leash for a hundred feet? Thanks for that great advice. Now, <laughs> shut your mouth and just hand me let, something to let me bleed. But uh, yeah, she got her nose finally fixed because she was snoring like a pug dog stuck on her back at night. Dude, and I was you're like, brutal, man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just telling you how it is. I was like, baby, we, we got to look into like maybe getting like whatever's in there that's broken. We got to get it fixed because I can't sleep. I'm a bad sleeper. <laughs> A really bad sleeper. Like when I get woken up, it's for an hour minimum. And uh, she's like, "All right." So she goes into the the, the you know the nose doc, and the nose doc uh, happened to be a chick her same age, um, same kind of background in school and everything. She's like, "How long has your nose been like this?" She's like, uh, "Since I was you know eight years." And the lady's like, "Oh my god! All right, yeah, let's get this thing fixed." So she got it fixed, and you know how people's nose look after they get a. A nose job, like their eyes are swollen like, shut and all that. Like you're an abusive husband. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So her her parents flew here to Germany to help uh, to help her out. You know, since I was having to go to work every day, and uh, but in the evenings we were going, you know, like walking around with her folks or doing whatever. And 
And one of the nights we walked up to this bakery and there's this really nice old German lady that we get, you know, little pastries and stuff from all the time. And she, she looks at Jen and she's like, do you, her dad had already ordered something. Her mom had already ordered something. I had already ordered something. And she goes, do you know what you want? And she goes, no, I'm not sure yet. And she looks at me and she goes, what did you get? And this, this German lady, like she doesn't understand everything we're saying. She just, she gets a little, she's got, you know, five words of English. And I, I looked at her and I go, you better hurry up and make a decision and like thrust my head at her real quick. (laughs) This German German lady's like, Oh my God. (laughs) Her dad thought it was funny. So, uh, you know, I mean, I know, I know that you can definitely handle yourself throwing hands and stuff like that, but man, you could have had like, you know, Joe hero jump over the counter or something like that. <laughs> no, I, I work out a different way. I didn't actually touch her, but the, she, she laughed and the lady ended up laughing. Like, I think she knew Why I was joking. I on her. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I was, I was taking care of my woman for that one. She was, she was down hard. So I had to, yeah. Uh, taking care of our significant others is, uh, it's, it's fun. Especially, uh, like this last year, my girlfriend actually broke her, her fib on just a skydiving accident. Mm. And mm. man, when you're, when you're taking care of somebody, you know, up and down stairs and things like that. Yeah. Just talk, trying to go to the talk bathroom. About a, talk about a, talk about a bonding experience. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. T, T was with me when I broke my tib fib and twin and she spent like it was a nine day trip, broke my leg on the first jump. It was at a gay bar. <laughs> That's how he broke it. Pants yeah. off, dance off, slipped and fell on his ass. Yeah. 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 I, fi- I finally broke my out. hand. So I finally broke my hand in Tallinn in Estonia Same story this year. At a, at a gay bar? No, I mean it's it was just a bar. It was just I mean, gay. I mean, that was basically how I broke my hand. It was horrible. But uh, well, we're yeah. never usually proud of our injuries and how we actually did mm-hmm. it. No, we spend more time thinking about like what we could have done differently than like. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about crap landings like more than entire relationships and like what I could have done better or like you know blah 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 that kind of stuff. Crappy like, landing is thinking about me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, a broken hand really, uh, you know, brought brought Randy and I's relationship together. Because mm-hmm. I, I had to like he wiped my ass. <laughs> yeah, I had to zip his jacket. Really? Did, have, you, did you wipe I have his so ass? So many comments I could throw out right now, but <laughs> all your listeners are all saying it at the same time right now, so it's all good. They, yeah. It's it's all right. Whatever you're thinking is probably true. So it's fine. <laughs> did you really wipe his ass? No, you had a good hand, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Does anyone? Do you guys know Ben Mitchell? Tom, you know Ben Mitchell. What's that? You know Ben Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of know that guy. 40, so forty minutes. So Ben, uh, no, it's just a quick one. Uh, he won't mind me telling this story. I'm sure. And if he does, I'll see him at this Christmas. He can slap me in the face. So this is all the stuff that Randy. <laughs> this has is the to part go. that I have to like cut out. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm, I'll I'm call Ben. No, like the, the oh, this is. Now. I'll call Ben and say, "Don't worry. I told the story about this dumb thing that you did." That and then I'll probably do the same thing, and, and then he can laugh at me. Anybody out there that says that they haven't done anything dumb, yeah, they're lying. So many dumb things. I'm I'm not making that claim at all. Oh, yeah. uh, but you can still judge us as you listen to this. But, it's fine. And but we don't Ben, care. <laughs> he he'll love that. He'll love that I told the story. He was packing slider down for Tombstone, and somehow packed toggles backwards. So he opens oh, up and has an off heading 
Yeah, so he opens up. He has an off heading right, like a I don't know, more over a ninety, right? Like it's gonna he needs to correct and not hit the wall. So what does he do? Grabs toggles. He buries fucking left, but he packed continues, toggles backwards. Continues staring into <laughs> the problem that he already created. Yeah, and uh, if you guys know Ben, like that dude's tough. Like he's he's seriously tough, and uh, so he wall strikes, and uh, and he breaks both of his forearms. So he has both of his hands and forearms casted. And then they're still out there for the turkey boogie because, like I said, he's tough. He's not going to go home. He's going to stay and party. And uh, you guys know James McDonald? James is one of the funniest dudes. He's one of the funniest base jumpers slash people you'll ever meet. James is like, I was just waiting around because I knew eventually he was going to have to make a duke. And afterwards, he's going to meet somebody. So Horrible. Ben will tell you, like, go, go into the bar in Moab and be like, hey, James, uh, uh, I got I got a shit, man. Like, I got to go poo-poo. Help me. Can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> that's some friendship right there. Right? Yeah, that's, that's next level friendship. Yeah. If, yeah. yeah. If and that's vulnerability. If that friend in life, we are... We're ahead of the game by miles. I want to know who out there in their uh, office job has anybody on their floor that would wipe that's their willing ass. to come to the bathroom and wipe their ass for them. I don't think it exists. I don't. I don't think I could survive a day at work. Like sounds like a. I mean, it sounds like a game of Edward Forty Hands gone <laughs> really, really bad. <laughs> Edward Edward Dirty Hands. Oh, oh dude. I might break both my arms just we, to just so, make you motherfuckers wipe uh, my ass. <laughs> we, we introduced Edward Forty Hands via Bam Bam uh, a few years ago for uh, one of the Fun Fleet family Christmases, and it ended up being like the coolest. Like the like Europeans, I, I'm pretty impressed because they just started sharing their forties with other people, and before you knew it, they were done. Like it wasn't nearly as painful as the American version where you just. You're That's stuck with your buffer by yourself. Were you yeah. just man You're up and drink to. your 40s? Yeah, they were sharing. Well, I, I mean, I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> it was Dutch rules. Yeah. Mm. Leave it to every other country on the planet to be social and sharing. And sharing. <laughs> right. And all about, yeah. like, not, you know, <laughs> overindulging and pissing yourself. <laughs> yeah. A- I was I was really impressed. I mean, I was touched by many things that night, but uh, whoa! <laughs> but I was also impressed, I should say, uh, by that. It must have been that. malt liquor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was legit. It was a uh, Colt forty fives, old nice. English. Oh no, yeah, you're right, old English. That's right. Yeah, yeah. classic. They were they were yeah, legit. Some, some Northern California gangsta gangsta shit right there. <laughs> Speaking of, is that where you're still at? Are you still in San Luis Obispo? No, I'm Northern California up here, uh, just outside of Sacramento. Where? A uh, little town called Woodland. It's yeah, do you pretty know close Woodland? to, yeah, where I was, um, I used to work at Skydance, and yeah. that, road, that road came to an end about two and a half years ago, and I found a, an amazing home down at uh, Skydive, California. Tracy, it's about an hour and a half drive from here, but uh, Skydive, California has been a home and quite a an impressive new drop zone over the past three years here in Northern California. So, there's a know, place called Skydive, California in Tracy, California. It is what it is, man. When you grab the name, 
No, no, no. I'm I'm just saying there's a yeah. there's a DZ in Tracy. I'm dude. I'm from just north of Modesto. Yeah, it's in it's in Tracy. It's right there on just off of Highway Highway Five. No uh, shit. East of, east of Tracy, the views, man. When we have uh, like this time of year right now, it's hasn't quite hit winter time per se. Right. Like really cold at altitude, but the view. I look off to the west. I see the entire Monterey Bay, mm-hmm. uh, San Francisco Bay, and then turn it off to the west and or to the east. And I'm looking at the entire Sierra Nevada mountain range, Yosemite sticking up, and oh, it's wow. yeah, it's not too bad. Sounds terrible. I might have to get Ryan and Brandy to come. Or Ryan and Brandy, uh, Brandy. It's just it's. it's my natural go-to. Brandy's our moniker for uh, Brian and Randy. I might have to try and get these two to come back to the States. Yeah. Could stay at my parents' house, which is like 20 minutes from there. Yeah. Um, and just go jump. Yeah. And there's yeah. a couple, there's a couple of fun jumps in here in Northern California. It's like everything uh, right there in that area. We got a couple things to play on. Uh, Pepe and Cassie uh, introduced good me to a, good people. A, a, yeah. Right. Yeah, me and Cassie were, were travel buddies down to Kale and Cebu this year. Yep. Got lost out in the jungle getting rained on by monsoons on the scooter. but And uh, they showed me a little jump called Bathroom Break. You know, when you're driving up to five and you got to go pee. And you're like, hey, look at that. <laughs> there's just something to jump off. So A base uh, jump? Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, on, it's on so the... cool when, you're, when your friends pass on little info. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Yeah. My, my goal, I, I was going to say this, uh, uh, a little later, but like if, if you, if you make a point to come out to Europe next year, I'll make a point to get out to California. Um, you come out here and we will have some fun. There's yeah. just a, a plethora of stuff, you know, as long as your, your ethics are good and you want to play, you can play during the day, nighttime, whatever. It's, uh, there's so many things here. Word. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the ethics are a problem. <laughs> nah. Getting me to jump the low stuff these days, that, that might be a little more challenging. You would probably, whew, I would probably scare you good out Bro, here. I went straight from, uh, last time I was in the States, I went straight from uh, Switzerland to Rubido. And I could hear <laughs> I could hear people talking below, like in a casual conversation. And I was like, wait, what? Like, this is, this is the exit? Like, I wasn't even tired when we got to the top. Like, <laughs> That that one uh, that one took a second. Not to mention I only have like a dozen static lines in my under my belt in base. I anyways. just did my first static line like two years ago. And it was like I think seven hundred and something jumps into the <laughs> whole base jumping thing and it was my first static line. Yep. I was scared shitless. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can I, relate. <laughs> my my comfort zone was always in like the like two eighty and, and up something yeah. that you could you could go and throw free fall easily yeah. and do some flippy do's and stuff. But I remember my first night standing out on top of a a wind turbine and just like double checking my bridle and everything like twenty times, following it through. And I had already free fell this thing, and I was sitting there going, "Okay, <laughs> double checking everything." My buddy's down on the ground listening to me talk to myself on it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, dude, I heard every word you said to yourself up there. <laughs> you said a lot of weird stuff, man. 
said some weird things to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what's crazy is uh, it was Sam recently. I forget where he was, but. uh, My doppelganger? That's right. Oh, man. That guy makes me look so good. Hell yeah. (laughs) Dude, the stuff that him and Nate do, I'm like, oh, my God. Just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going because, you know, if I'm at a bar or something like that, I'm going to claim to be you, Sam. Always. I wish I, I wish I could do the crank too. <laughs> the funniest thing, hey Sam, I know you're gonna be listening to this, but he, we've already talked to him. That year, that year at KL, when when your sister couldn't tell us apart, <laughs> she walked up behind me as I was packing and covered my eyes and was like, "Hey, guess who?" I was like, "I don't know." Like, oh, you're not Sam. <laughs> when it fools family, you know it's it's yeah, true. Yeah, you know it's close. White guys with dreads. We're can't be trusted unicorns with you know social deeply deeply rooted social issues right <laughs> well, respectfully i'm gonna throw this out this is kind of like black base jumpers like none of them apparently know each other but i know like seven or eight so it's like they all think they're special but there's others just like <laughs> there are a few and damn it's like white dudes with dreads they're out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> unicorns they're not they're not Right, you know, there's well, a there's a works. base jumper from San Diego with dreads named John Blue. I must meet him. No, yeah, I don't know. That. You put you put him, you and Sam next to each other, it would look like three identical people on slight on like the first, second, and third place podium due to height. And then we'll we'll pull I, Nick Ray. I think Nick we should Ray make this in. happen. Yeah, we should make this a thing. Oh man, I wonder if John's still jumping. Bring Nick Reyes into it, and you know, then boom. Nick's crushing it out there in, in Moab, and that's like every time I see his tandem videos, I'm like, yes, you guys just make me look so good. Nice. I, can, I can claim to be all of you, but younger. <laughs> Speaking of Moab, that's getting ready yeah. to kick off you, Turkey Book. Are, are you heading to Turkey? So jealous. Yeah, we leave uh, Friday. <laughs> nice. Well, today, Tuesday, so we've got a couple days. Uh, when I get off the phone with you guys here, I'm going to... I got a lot of work to pack up, get going out there, and go raise some money for for the search and rescue. Yeah, That's just, that is always one of the most amazing gatherings yeah. that you could have in base jumping. And yeah, it's like KL with just unlimited amount of people. There's no entry, no anything. It's just guys come come from the, all over the planet and mm-hmm. hike around the desert and jump off amazing cliffs and watch sunrises, sunsets, and you know, it's and share Thanksgiving together. It's, you know, for a lot of people, they don't really want to go hang out with structured families and go from this house to that house and all that other stuff. And our community has become such a family anyways, you know, so why not spend it with your family out there and in Moab and, you know, yeah. Thanksgiving dinner at the Moab brewery style. Nice. So we were it's just good. recently talking with uh, Matt Lage. While he was on his uh, road trip with uh, Katie with Hansen Katie and Scotty, and Scotty, and uh, we were we were chatting about <clears throat> leveraging and looking into how we can really look at growing the the support and and turning you know things like Turkey Boogie and the um, the events out there on, in basically the West Coast um, into 
base jumping events that can eventually get us to a point where we can convince things like NPS and folks in the U S that this is, this is something that is doable, sustainable and low impact and can be done. I don't know. Have you guys, have you been, uh, involved in any kind of, um, you know, bringing base jumping into the mainstream there and on the West coast at all? Not so much, you know, but you know, the thing is you can't start out, you know, trying to bring something to the national park service or anybody, any company, anything when you're, you're bringing it with a, a bad reputation. And if you're, you know, making it look like it's out of control or you're, you know, we're a bunch of criminals running around in the dark or daytime, whatever, like one, you have to kind of keep things, you know, you have to be respectful to the places that you're actually trying to be a part of. So we see a lot of negativity in the sport, just, you know, Hey, it's non-regulated uh, organization. It's just, we just, some people leave skydiving because they're looking for an unstructured non-governing body and they just play by no rules. Whereas as a community, we have to kind of self-govern and mm. say, guys, we want to stay alive for one, but you want to pass something on to the next generation of people. So if you're trying to start these events and getting something to happen, like Matt Lodge, I mean, he comes from, you know, he was a teacher. And when you hear him speak to people that are, you know, in a position of power for a, an event or something like that, you probably haven't heard more professional coming out. There's the other side of Matt, but you know, <laughs> when it comes down to it, he's professional. Yeah, he knows, what, knows how to flip that be. switch. Yeah, we, we captured a little bit of both sides on our conversation. Yeah, <laughs> that whole rad. trip, that, that trip was fun to watch from from an outside point of view. You know, yep. between Katie, Scotty, and and Matt, I knew that was going to be a a ridiculous trip. Yeah. So I have never been to Moab, but I'm wondering if there's uh, – do you see that uh, – that mentality being enforced and kind of catching on the, the idea of, you know, leave no trace, you know, this is something that we get to do. Like what that's kind of, been, that's been really pushed over the last, like, you know, I've, I've only been going to the Turkey boogie since 2013. So I'm relatively new. I mean, when I first went out to Moab, I was like, this place is just beautiful. And you couldn't imagine you know, leaving garbage in the desert or, you know, leaving poop around or, you know, wherever the bad situations are that have, mm. you know, kind of soiled reputations. But it's very much become like a a mentality and a well-known thing that people are, hey, dude, pick that up. You know, don't, don't leave that. Or if somebody does leave something, it's never um, a problem to see anybody. You are know, like, oh, dude, somebody left this here well, we're not going back to town. I'll grab this. And you, you leave nothing. You right. pick up everybody's stuff. I don't care if it's like some Jeepers that left something. There's there's always going to be room in the back of my truck to bring a bag of garbage back to town. So nice. yeah, that's it's, it's being pushed. And it's really good to see uh, that, that that mentality is very blatant in in Moab every year. Yeah, that's rad. 
It's glad to hear. I haven't been to Moab either. Actually, the the trip I broke my leg on. We were supposed to spend three days in Twin and then go down to Moab and didn't make. Well, it. You missed out. Yeah, you missed right. Out big that's, time. Yeah, so that's the trade you guys need to make. He comes out here. You guys go to Moab next year. Deal. It's I mean, you ridiculous. Definitely, you definitely got the experience and the the mindset to go to Moab because I mean it can it can go really bad really quick out there mm-hmm. between wind conditions. Uh, the cliffs themselves, landing areas sometimes get tight. Uh, we've seen some some pretty pretty impressive injuries and things like that, and they just all of a sudden it's like boom. Well, that went really bad really quick. Yeah, and you're so remote out there. It's, yeah, that's the biggest thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Is you're just really isolated. You know, we've we've got some really impressive people in the sport that you know, with a lot of military backgrounds, uh, medics and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's amazing how how fast um, help comes out of out of nowhere. Yeah. Last year, last year we had a little little cliff strike at um, over by Wiley Coyote on Mineral Bottoms, and man, broken leg, pretty pretty brutal. But you know, no cell service out there, so you got to drive a few miles out to the road to get cell service. And in the meantime, coming up from another jump from around the corner of Fruitvale, you know, you got you got medics. It's, mm-hmm. We got a great community. Yeah, that was something else we've been uh, on a previous uh, episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we were trying to kind of push is uh, is have everyone get uh, a, a casualty Basic care medical you know. training. Yeah, a little yeah. blowout kit. Yeah, like carrying a little basic blow up medical training, or even just having the stuff in your vehicles when yep. you go out for these jumps. Right. Um, in in my truck at all time, there's Sam splints, uh, a soft gurney, mm-hmm. uh, just the miscellaneous things that you might need for a basic extraction to get oh, something awesome. out, or even like when I go out with people um, locally to certain towers, I have my whole rope bag in in the truck as well because i've been called in the middle of the night to hey tom dude we got we got somebody stuck on this tower you know are you able to come out i'm like Mm -hmm. i can't i'm at work but here we'll call and like years ago we made this little local group here in northern california people to actually call if you did get hung up on a tower and you had to you know be taken down before the sun comes up type of thing Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know having those things in your better to have it and not need it and need to not have it so yeah man if, yeah, people, would, if people would plan for some of the things because you know, if your ego's getting in your way to be like oh dude i don't need a helmet i don't need uh pads which you know i'm not the best example of that i jump without a helmet a lot i jump without pads i don't know the good decisions bad decisions sometimes i i feel i should make better decisions but you know, people totally feel like I don't need this. Well, you're not going to need it until until you do. You know, all of a sudden, holy crap! I wish I had a helmet on. Now I, you know, have a, a wheelchair that I drive with my mouth. It's, you know, situations go really bad, yeah. really fast. Yeah, I I always tell people uh, like I started wearing back protectors even with wingsuiting. Like they make the really thin stuff that uh, they put in like the NFL helmets now, and. Uh, even with wingsuiting, because like last year, I went in with a pretty good, uh, pretty good tension knot that had everything A through brake lines 
on the left side and spun in without being able to clear it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to start. I got to figure something else out because we don't, we don't have a reserve. So you got to do everything you can to make up for not having the reserve. It, and, the ground you know, hurts. Yeah. It's, it was really right. painful. I was really, well, yeah. I got fortunate for sure. Yeah. I mean, had you been like a, a few feet, uh, forward of where you were, uh, you would have hit that little road. And, oh yeah. I've been yeah, screwed. Different I've game. Been, I've been, I've been the guy Tom was just talking about yeah. with the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, it sucks. Like I, I've been lucky to take some pretty amazing people for tandems, things like this. I was just talking to everybody at breakfast this morning about, you know, I've gone out like riding motorcycles and stuff. And you go to other states where they don't need helmets. They don't have helmet laws. And it's like, how could you do that? And my buddy is like really, he's extremely experienced on motorcycles. And he's like, I don't know. You know, it's just insane. You know, I've almost, you know, been lights out because of you know motorcycle wrecks but had my helmet mm-hmm. not if i had been wearing a crappy helmet boom i would have been a different person and i'd be one of the people that i get to take for a tandem that might not be able to use their arms and mm-hmm. legs and yeah. had traumatic brain injuries and things like this like dude you know we don't know how close we are to you know different situations in life so if there's something that you can do to prevent that we're gonna Right. By all means. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, the uh, the idea that it's it's all good till it isn't. You know, I, I don't wear knee pads when I, you know, wingsuit. Or well, you guys, I mean, for the most part, out there in Europe, you you get in the land in these football fields. Yeah. And- beautiful cows and yep. and, yeah, you, and grass and everything but what if yeah until you, know, you get those you, line you twists with yeah. tension knots and everything mm-hmm. below the high nose is kind of ugly if you've ever walked up there on the oh yeah towels looking for oh, lost yeah. gopros oh. and, and looking at, looking in the helmet <laughs> yacked my brains area. out in the landing area looking for a gopro with shawnee walters and uh ryan graney yeah found it but yeah it's not it's not pretty up in there yeah no yeah um, Ideally, you want to land out in the field with the marshmallows, but right, shit doesn't always work out that way. Yeah, yeah. When I bad, I hope I hope you'll flare at the right time. Right. Well, yeah. When I do urban shit, you know the the um, the knee pads go back on. You know the helmet helmet for sure. You know those a lot of those things. But yeah. Hey, real quick, there are two things I really wanted to tell you because, like, so the funny thing about these these thing that I really like about these uh, conversations is like I, I. I get to like kind of think about the people that we're going to talk to beforehand and like things I want to say. And, uh, one of my, well, two of my favorite jumps from KL, uh, happened. That was on your end, right? <laughs> yeah, that was on my end. Okay. Yeah. We, we've been like right pouring now. drinks and doing all sorts of stuff on this end. <laughs> but, uh, uh, our Mr. Bill, uh, the yeah. one, the one where I front rode you and then, you know, the one you the, did with Aaron, like those are two of my favorite jumps, uh, period. Was that you know, the one we were singing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was right. I was on front of you. It was like a super, uh, intimate moment. <laughs> hey, locked I eyes show you the for world. sure. Yeah. We had Dado PCA. Don't you dare was, close your eyes. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, I never thought I would like insane clown posse until you introduced us to, uh, homies. The, okay, uh, so don't, 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 everybody else, let's say, don't put me into like, I'm a juggalo. No, no, no. Yeah. But, 
but the homies, you, know, right. you the, listen to that song. The Miles Mile really Mile E. Clark remix specifically. Uh, I wrote this down in in my notes to make sure I got it right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's like pretty much that's that's uh, that's us to a team. Message me that afterwards because I'm gonna have to dig through. I gotta find it. And, and yeah, I I I, I, I downloaded and save it. I'm pretty song. sure I can share it. Like uh, I can yeah. I can send it to you on on a whatever over the phone you know, on I the never, interwebs. I never did interwebs. anything really with what we were talking about about the yeah. I mean, afterwards we're, we're gonna have to we, we got to revisit that graphic design because i feel like there should be like a time do. like there you know because because you, you called it and i was like i respect that but it's been like two years tom <laughs> so and it's oh, catchy <laughs> so yep. so get this um we are at uh fun fleet family christmas last last month and uh we found out that uh folks most of the people that were there had not been introduced to the juggalo American juggalo. Yeah. And so we played it's, American juggalo it's for the silliest community ever. <laughs> however, uh, I'll add a link in the, in the bottom of this just for people so to see it. Folks like, uh, you know, Dukes, Jenny, Mavs, Vanessa, uh, so Luke, many good people, Aaron, right? Like we were all watching it together and those that had never seen it were just like, oh, my WTF. God. WTF. And then what was really amazing is right afterwards, I was hanging out with, uh, have you met Mavs? You know Mavs, right? Oh. Yeah. Love that guy. Fuck yeah. yeah. We, we've had him on here as well. He's so so Mavs and I were having a chat after the video. Uh, I feel like I'm in a, in a very eclectic group of really cool kids, man. Thank you guys for having me on this. Right? Hell yeah, man. So Mavs tells me that uh, he he watched that and was like, yeah, that's us. That's yeah. what we look like to other people. And we would fit in there just like we would fit in. Any one of our parties looks like any one of these parties. <laughs> the difference is they, they like a band and we like to jump off things. You know, yep. like, um, but other than that. And yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was fun to watch the, 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 the neurons mm -hmm. connecting. Yeah. <laughs> So when you had Mavs on, did uh, you, I can't wait to hear hear his podcast. You know, what about his experience at KL a couple of years ago? Yeah, oh yeah, it came up. Uh, yeah. Actually, the the central topic was the uh, history um, of injury. Yeah, injury recovery and, and like mindset. You know, like knowing that you could get hurt and you know continuing to do what you do after you get hurt and that kind of thing. So it's a little bit of a heavier uh, conversation just because it's you know it's a lot of. Heavy you know, topics. When you, come, but, when you come from different sports, I mean, his background in, mm -hmm. in dirt biking, yeah, is so so diverse. And I mean, I've been lucky to through skydiving and base jumping. I have not had a an injury, you nice. know, anything. None of my tandems. I've never had an injury involved with me. But um, motorcycles, that's where the the broken back, broken femur, concussions, and all the other stuff came from. And when you talk to people that came from motocross backgrounds, uh, Mavs, Jake, uh, we got a bunch of the guys down in Southern California that are, you know, road racers. And it's like, you talk motorcycle accidents and they're mm -hmm. catastrophic. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I can't wait for, hey. uh, for this to get published and everything. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a positive thing. Really? Cool, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. I can't wait to see your rundown of, you know, everybody that you're going to be talking to. Um, 
sound because we do have an amazing community yeah. with uh, so much knowledge and just wealth of experience. Yeah, yeah. Go for it, Ben. Yeah, hey Tom, we were just wanting wanting a uh, just a quick rundown from you of like what do you see going? What do you see going on for uh, for Safefish? You know, like the next five ten years like what what what's your outlook what are your goals we uh, just released a um an announcement that we want uh we want to expand our team not only uh brand ambassadors you know if you're representing the the entire safish life like we want to see what you're doing so through our brand ambassadors we're going to give them heavy discounts and you know, build towards more with them. But we have a couple other people that uh, are going to be, you know, more uh, truly on the Safish team. A uh, couple people in paragliding, a uh, couple motorcycle stunners, things like that. But we're just branching out. Like we're truly grabbing the other markets, um, not only Basecamp and Skydiving, which I appreciate everybody out there that has supported Safish and, help me build you know because it's been it was built for everybody to to come together and a lot of people have truly just grabbed it and you know hey that makes sense to me so i want to thank everybody that has supported since day one uh, but we're just getting bigger through other sports um, we got a lot of other products coming out uh, just a complete line of jerseys um, so Which if, are badass, by what, the way, what's, right? What's been a pop, you you guys have seen the the original the Sky Edition one, which has been hugely popular. Uh, that one we got the one that we did for Moab, uh, a Cali jersey. There's just all these designs. We we want to like truly give it to every community, every sport because everybody's got their own vibes. You know, motocross has got one feeling. You know, graphics things like that. Mm-hmm. So we're working with a couple of really good graphic designers on making different lines for different people and what appeals to one won't appeal to everybody. Um, so we've got BMX and motocross jerseys coming out here pretty soon. So when you click on the, on the website, you're going to see, you know, probably about a dozen different jerseys over the next month or two in a massive amount of colors. Um, whatever grabs you, we want you to be a part of it. And all it's going to do is just help us grow and help give back to you uh, through some of these events that I've uh, been lucky enough to attend lately. Uh, Matt Lodge did, you know, got us all together for that crane jump up in uh, Montana for, for Evil Knievel Days. That was so got to cool really, seeing that. Got to really connect with some of the people up there, you know, from the Metal Militia and uh, Brad O'Neill. The, guy's, the guy knows so many cool people and uh, from the motorcycle community. I was lucky to meet a couple of the people from the metal militia. And, um, it's just, it's just a good ride that just doesn't seem like it's going to stop. And it seems like I'm only getting to the top of the ride before it drops and gets really fun. Yeah. yeah and seeing like, uh, uh, team ill vision rocking your stuff at, uh, in Greece. Oh, like that was, that was, awesome. that was so cool. I mean, guys, I legitimately Humbling. have looked up to and like just rocking safeish. I mean, Avery, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I got into base jumping, um, and I was like, I saw it with this Northern California vibe, there was always this like team ill vision. And when you get into a sport, you, you see 
and hear names, you're like, oh man, I guess these are the uber cool kids. Mm-hmm. And here in Northern California, I mean, Team Vision was like, you know, the Lodi guys of just doing cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get an opportunity to, to meet Avery until um, about a year and a half ago or so. And it was like, dude, pleasure to meet you. And ended up, he's an amazing guy hanging out at KL with like Ed and, you know, it's just meeting these guys that paved the way for us Yeah, and being involved with them through, um, you know, just the ill vision vibe. Um, you guys know that I work with, uh, Marty from asylum. Yep. Yep. He, he does the safish toxics for Bro, us. I have a safish toxic. Hells yeah. The Rasta. You know, when, it, yeah. <laughs> When you're when you're throwing your anchor out, you, do you want to feel you know, like oh, I hope this thing's gonna hook and not run around and try right. and spin around me a couple times? But and you want to look you know, cool with that Safish logo right in the middle. <laughs> it's, it's humbling, man. Yeah, I came into the sport like so far after so much was already done, and then I come in as this kid, and then I get to meet these people that I looked up to in the beginning and work with them. You know, asylum, ill vision. It's just, it's humbling. And just all I can say is just a million thank yous and that we're just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And if there's other companies out there that want to work with Safish, then by all means, like approach us. We, we want to promote you as much as, uh, you know, you, if you want to be involved with us, chances are we want to be involved with you a little more than, than you can imagine because it's, we look up to a lot of people in this sport. Yeah, and I'll I'll add all of your uh, contact information or like uh, websites and stuff in the in the episode details. Episode, yeah, exactly cool. the episode details. But uh, off the top of your head, you know, like uh, your Facebook, your website, um, Instagram. Facebook is uh, you just type in the in the bar Safish, you'll find the Safish clothing. Uh, Tom Grayson, if you guys want to find me on like regular Facebook, send me messages. If anybody has questions, I always. I try to answer as many messages as I can, and I always love like meeting new people. Um, you know, asylumbase.com, you know, Team Ill Vision, uh, follow all these people. The Instagrams that we have, Safish Tom, Safish, Safish, Safish Life. Life. Yeah, I love Safish those guys. Life, I see them all the time. We, we really want to see, like, when you guys are tagging things on, on Instagram and you're out just doing amazing things, photos, no matter what it is, I mean, if, if it's exciting you, tag Safish Life. Um, we ask that you be respectful. Right. Uh, but. <laughs> yeah. But that's but, one. I, th- uh, I don't think we hit that at the beginning, like like with Safish. This is one of our first conversations. You were like, you know, when your mom's like, you're about to go do, you know, go hit an antenna or something. And your mom's like, uh, okay, well, I love you. Be safe. And you're like, well, I'll be safe ish. You know, because it's like, well, almost, in, what we can do is inherently dangerous, but gonna do that our best almost verbatim how the name and the brand actually mm-hmm. started it was like years ago i was on the plane in davis and uh we had uh two amazing people in our family everybody has their their drop zone like sky mom and sky mm-hmm. dad you know where you're like oh man dude these people are amazing well we had perry and zinda colburn and i was sitting on the plane next to zinda and she's like what are you doing 
tonight? I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to go jump off something. And she looked at me. She's like, you be safe. And I had never, how this was like 2009 or 10, you know, now people put the ish on all kinds of stuff. And for whatever reason, I just looked when at When we were like, coordinating yeah, this time to ish. chat, I was like, oh, like a 745-ish. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I just looked at I was like, yeah, kind of ish. And I never forgot that conversation. So when it came around to like starting the company and figuring out our name, uh, we brainstormed and then that just came in. I was like, done. Cool. Yeah. Let's, let's call it good and see where it goes. <laughs> nice. All right, brother. Well, we will let you go. I know you got a lot of stuff to do before you head off the Turkey Boogie. And it's, yeah, uh, it's getting a little late you here. Guys, and, uh, and that was, that was almost two hours. Or, I'm sorry, an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, it was a great combo. Thank you. I could talk to you guys for another couple hours, man, but I don't right. think that everybody wants to listen to us just bullshit our old memories. Yeah. Hey, I got, so, I got one you last guys, I got one I last question for you, Tom. I haven't seen you guys Tom. in too long, all right? Let's, right. Uh, let's try and make this a soon get-together. Ten Tell seconds. We got, we got Ben here. Ben's I got, got, I got a one, uh, one alibi, one... Uh, one caveat. One save round. Um, oh, God. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> so I, I remember when you first stopped working for the oil refineries because I was reading every single post you put on Facebook uh, regarding just getting out of that line of work and starting something that you were super passionate about and and doing your thing. And and uh, I, I'm not going to lie, man. I was jealous. I was like, this is not jealous in a bad way, but this is like, this is cool. I wish I had the balls to, to do that sometimes. Stoked for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. To and, explain to people how scary that actually was stepping away from, Hey, every two weeks I get this right. paycheck, whether yep. I, whether I worked overtime or not. And into, dude, I got to pay my own bills. I got to figure right. out my own medical insurance. I got to figure out all this stuff. It's like, it's, it was, yeah, it makes jumping off a cliff look easy. I had Dude, I, I had night terrors and like legit, holy crap, am I doing the right thing? But I had some amazing people that were that were really behind me and um, some I still call my best friend on this planet had my back and we uh, it made it a lot easier. What what would you so, say to people about that experience? Because I, I guarantee every person in the world that's in a job where they feel stuck, you know, if you will, uh, it's something people think about on a massive scale on a daily basis. What would, what would you, money, what would your be your money advice? Money is not money is not what makes you know you happy. You know, if you it buys a lot of cool stuff, it can buy adventures, but money, you know, take a chance. Like, but before you do actually take that chance and quit your job. Um, do some research. Yeah. I, I did leave like wholeheartedly. I had no true knowledge of business, marketing, any of that stuff. I had to learn like on the fly and I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, if, if anybody wants to know the mistakes that I've made and how I can help them if they want to like get into something different, I mean, clothing line or whatever. I mean, there's so many different like adventures out there, but if anybody has questions, um, you know, feel free to like email me or message me. Uh, if it gets kind of crazy, you know, I apologize if I don't get back to you really, really quick. But do your homework before you actually take that step. 
have everything lined up um, and it'll make things so much better. The heartache, the worries, the everything like that, line things up. Don't just throw your hands in the air and be like, I'm going to quit and I'm going to run off and I'm just going to, you know, live on the drop zone. Take a step back and prepare a little bit, whether it's like take some business classes, um, you know, even if it's like reading business blogs and things like that, go to seminars Mm -hmm. and learn about what you're actually about to get into Mm -hmm. and plan because there are things like medical insurance and how are you going to cover things like that? GoFundMe is not a medical, (laughs) that's not medical insurance, you guys. Right. God, we've donated to so many of those when our, when our jumper friends get hurt and we'll continue to do it. But, but yeah, maybe there's another way to do it as well. (laughs) Sure. But there's, there's a better way. And, um, if the money is not what is, what makes the world go around, we've got an amazing community of people that don't have a million dollars. You know, one of the things that made it able for me to quit was because I'd go over to Europe and I'd see some people that were packers. They were packers mm-hmm. at the drop zone that I'd work at and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, I, I'm making this fat ass, like, you know, check over here working for an oil company yet. You guys are over here staying here longer than I am. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing something wrong. Money was not everything, but do your homework before you quit. Word. Nice. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to chat with us. Man, I love you guys. Yeah. I miss you guys <laughs> so you too, much. Buddy. Ben, it's been far too long since we've talked, sat down, had beers, right. everything. And I, would love to see you soon, bro. I I will make that a point. Um, I may be I may be back in uh, your neck of the woods here shortly to see family, and I will definitely I will definitely drive to wherever you're at to go hook up and do exactly if, that. If what did you say, Modesto? Yeah, I'm just north of there in Escalon. Dip, dip. You get back here, and we're getting together. Done. And th- this is a mobile setup, so like we record pretty much everywhere we go. So like one of these times, we're gonna have you in, quote unquote, studio, and uh, Dude, you guys and do you the guys same are person. Kill it. Yeah, yeah. Right. looking nice. forward to it, buddy. Kill it, Hope man. so. <laughs> hashtag hashtag base life and the whole VBG fun fleet family. Yeah, yeah, whoop, yeah, whoop. buddy. Whoop whoop. VBG. VBG. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right, homie. Cool. All right. Thank you, guys. Love you, Bo. Yeah, see Tom. Well, that was fun. Yeah, man. Nice. Tom, Tom Grayson, love that guy. Like he he was one of the first guys I thought about when I was like, yeah, we want to do this. Like, but yeah, I it, I'm definitely gonna go grab beers with that dude. You better. Yeah, it's been a you long ass better. time, and and you better like send selfies and and all sorts of stuff and and. Uh, <laughs> I know that green object he's talking about, right? You guys would would love it. So much fun. It's probably super low. (laughs) It's not. It's not. It's like 780. It's through through the steel. I'll take it. You can go through some steel. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, I was not picking up, but now I got you. It's real nice scenery. You drive there. It's chill. You do Mm -hmm. it. Then you go to the local diner, and the cops are sitting there, and everyone's got base jumper shirts on. You walk in. They're like, what's up? You're like, Officers, good morning, gentlemen. Good like, morning. What are you guys, uh, you guys doing in this diner so early? And you're like, I've been in there with Charlie. Yeah. Charlie's, you know, <laughs> Charlie's Charlie. 
Speaking of that, uh, speaking of what Tom was saying, I, I didn't say this, but he was saying, you know, we're really lucky to have a lot of people that have knowledge mm-hmm. in our community of how to take care of other people in, in trauma scenarios. Uh, when I had those tension knots and spun in, um, Charlie Kerlinkus was there. And, uh, so I'm thinking here I am, you know, potentially broken, definitely in pain. And I'm thinking, you know what? My brother runs up. My brother's a a nationally certified paramedic. He starts stripping me down. He's like, what hurts? He's assessing my breathing. He's doing all the right things. I'm feeling better about what's going on. Uh, don't call Bulmos on me. I'm refilling your stuff, and that would just be the biggest dick move ever. Oh, uh, I still, I, 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 I forgot so, about that. Like, oh, I totally I mean, want to bull moose dude, you I, on podcast. I've been watching your hands all night. Trust me. Oh, I haven't even been thinking about it oh, until you brought it up. I was gonna fuck you over. You know, it's so habit now. It's so habit. Even when you're not around, I drink with my left hand. I drink coffee out of my left hand. For yeah. everybody that doesn't know, it is a. Dumbass game. It's a dumbass game. game that Brian can't handle, and that's why he opted out of it. True. He opted out of it with with extreme cowardice. He did not take out an ad in the front page of the New York Times saying that he quit. Are you sure? Did as you as he promised check? to do, did as all Bull Moose initiations have promised yeah. to do. It's a drinking game, ladies and gentlemen. It's Look, not just a Google game. it. It's a way of life. Maybe it's not on Google. Who knows? Anyways, Charlie and so uh, so you know my brother runs over. He starts stripping me down, and I'm I, you know for a second I'm thinking like I'm in trouble. Like they, in my my whole body kind of systemically hurt enough to think mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm in trouble. Like something's something's messed up, and I don't know what it is yet. But yeah, you know, maybe my liver is broken, and um, you know TikTok TikTok, you know, mm-hmm. and. uh Golden so hour. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to, I was yeah. thinking like golden five minutes with the way I felt, but that, <laughs> man, I'm just a huge puss. Oof. So, uh, so, you know, my brother's assessing me. I'm like, well, at least my brother's assessing me. And then I'm thinking like, well, that sucks if I die. My brother's gonna have to watch this. That sucks. And then Charlie Kerlinkus rides in on a fucking golden stallion. Dr. Charlie with doctor that, with that golden smile. Of doctor. His. He's such an attractive man. Right? Uh, he's not, a charming fellow. Not as attractive as his wife though. Ellie, that's right. You are. He's he's hitting above his his weight for sure, right? He'll agree. I mean, he is a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he's a rich, rich doctor. <laughs> so sorry, love you, Charlie. Charlie <laughs> runs over the hill, and I just remember thinking, like, oh god, yes, Charlie's here, Andrew's here. I'm gonna fucking live, you know? Like <laughs> it's it's a done deal. And then, uh, and then I, I I remember I was looking over at Mike Machard. Well, Charlie goes. Ben, do me a favor. You look up in the air. I look up in the air. He's like, and I'm like, I know what he's doing. He's clearing my C-spine, you know, because someone's not going to look in a direction that hurts. And if your neck's broken, it's going to hurt. And you, you know, clear someone's C-spine that way. He has looked to your right. I looked to my right. No pain. I'm like, ooh, I'm doing good so far. He's looked to your left. I looked to my left and he goes, yeah, I'm not worried about your neck. I just wanted to see how much cow shit you were laying in. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'm like, God damn it. And then I'm like, is he going to assess me? Because seriously, I feel like I'm fucked up. Were you like like right in a cow patty or something? I was right in a cow patty, dude. It was providing all the lubrication for the side of the hill. These cows nice. were just like, I got a good feeling some dude in a yellow wingsuit's going to land here real hard. I'm going to just drop a So you were in giant your aura, Dugan. too, then, huh? Yeah. Oh. So, uh, so, tr- so, and then 
next thing I know, I feel uh This wasn't the uh tension knot, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh, is my tension okay. Knot. And the next thing I know, I feel Charlie's supple, skinny, weak, uh you know, uncalloused well kept doctor hands. Well well um, manicured. Well manicured. I mean it felt like a lady, so at first I was turned on, um, grasping at my junk and I look up at him to be like what are you doing? And he goes, ah, I assess no priapism, which is, uh, for those out there who don't know what priapism is, you break to your back. To include myself. Yeah, if you break your back, you get a hard on. <laughs> or you might. It's not 100%, but it's a very, mm, like, 70, 80%. You should have gone to the doctor after that. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, can, you break fire. your back, you, uh, you get a hard on. Because, uh, mm. I don't know, it's one of those weird things that happens with the neurological system, right? So if you got a guy with, who's, who's potentially fucked up and you go to assess him and he's got a heart on good chance he's got a broken spine somewhere right so charlie grabs my dick with his girl hands and uh and he and he's like nah no no priapism and I'm like okay what else are you gonna do and he's like can you stand up like yeah i stand up like yeah i stand up everything hurts my knees hurt my hips hurt you know he's like can you walk yeah i can, I can walk i mean yeah yeah you're, you're good dude <laughs> like yeah. Charlie, I like how you used uh well none of your medical training <laughs> in this uh, in this assessment, but fuck man, he's seen so much stuff. I'm sure he just yeah. took one look at me and was like, Quit being a fucking puss. Right. <laughs> but I love that yeah. guy. Cool. And you know it's true because I had about half this bottle of Glenn Livet. Fair enough. Drink. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, between the three of us. Anyways, uh, why don't, what do you say we uh, call this thing? Sounds good. Ben, thanks for coming over. Dude, thanks for having me, you guys. Good times. Brian, thanks for keeping us on track. Word, as always. All right. This is this was another Base, base Life podcast. Uh, we're out. All right. If you want to know more about our guests, just check out the show notes. And if you want to give us some feedback or reach out to us, you can hit us at baselife2014 at gmail.com, facebook.com backslash the baselife, and on Instagram, we're at base.life. All right. Thanks.